everyone, and welcome back to Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What. I'm your host, Bobby Kaler, and I'm so happy that you've joined us. Our mission is to provide stories and resources that will give you inspiration to explore all of the possibilities that your life can be. The possibilities are limitless. And guess what? So are you. It begins with believing. Believing in yourself, believing that the future is yours to write, believing that you can not only write your desired future, but that you have everything that you need to write it, edit it as needed, and fully and wonderfully live it. And you don't have to wait. You can start today. The pen truly is in your hand. I cannot wait to share this week's conversation with you. On December 16th, 2007, I drove from my home in Chicago to my parents' farm in southwest Missouri. The drive took about five hours longer than normal as there was a fierce snowstorm and it was whiteout conditions. At one point, I had counted 23 cars who had slid off the road, and that was just between Chicago and St. Louis. It was a tedious drive to be sure, but I had to get there. You see, my mom had an appointment with her new oncology specialist the next day, and she was very hard of hearing, and she wanted me to be there. So I was going to be there. When I finally arrived at the farm, I was immediately disheartened by my mom's appearance. She had lost even more weight, and her skin was uh, just a ghastly gray. And it was clear that she was in just untold amounts of pain. You could see it. I knew that she was nervous about her appointment the next day, and, and then she made a simple request. She asked me, she said, do you think that we could stop at the Waffle House on the way? And I thought, who am I to say no to that request? So the next day, I bundled her up in the car and we drove up to Joplin to the Waffle House. She could barely walk in, but she made it and we got her settled into a booth. With a big smile for the waitress, she ordered her waffles. I think that the waitress could tell how sick my mom was because she just looked at me with a smile full of compassion and understanding. Now, the waffles didn't take very long to arrive, but unfortunately, by the time they did, mom was once again in absolute agony. I just think sitting up was so hard on her. Not only did she have cancer, but she had a a couple of cracked vertebrae. So she had a few bites of her waffles and then she pushed the plate away. I paid the check and I started to help her get out to the car but she could barely support her own weight. And again, she was just in so much pain. And there were two construction workers who were sitting at a nearby table and and they saw what was going on and, and they got up and they came over and they were these big burly guys. And then they gently helped us and they helped support her. And then another one got up and they held the, and he held the door for us. And I thought it was just such, such kindness, you know, from absolute strangers. I'm not trying to sound like Blanche and Streetcar Named Desire, but it was just one of those moments where you're just surrounded by the kindness of, of, of others, not just their kindness, but also their compassion. So anyway, we got her in the car and then we drove to her doctor's appointment and we had a bit of a wait. And as we were sitting in the waiting room, she suddenly turned to me and she said, can you tell me more about what you do in your career? I really don't understand it at all, but I'd really like to. 
And her request, it surprised me because my thoughts were completely all about, you know, the doctor and what was going to happen next. But she was genuine. She was genuinely curious and she cared about what was going on in my life. And that just, it just really touched me. And then the doctor came and he took us back to the examination room. And it was there that he told us that he thought it was pretty clear that she had advanced leukemia, but we'd need to do more tests. And it wasn't the news we were hoping for, obviously, but I, I, I don't know that it was surprising to find out that, you know, that it was cancer. And once again, I bundled mom back into the car. And as I was getting ready to start the car, she put her hand on top of mine and she stopped me. And in a quiet yet remarkably steady voice, she asked me, did I hear him right? Did he say that I had leukemia? And with all my heart, I really wanted to say to her, oh no, mom, you heard him wrong. But instead I looked at her and I said, yes, mom, that's what he said. And we sat there for a moment, just holding hands, neither of us moving. And then I saw one single tear slide down her cheek. And she said, well, at least we know what we're dealing with. I still remember that moment. I will probably always remember that moment. I remember thinking that it was a moment of tremendous courage on her part. She knew what she was facing and it hurt. It wasn't good, but she also had courage and strength in facing it. And, and she fought for another five months before we lost her on April 5th of 2008. I sometimes think about that moment in the car with her and that moment of quiet determination and strength on her part. And I try to tease it apart, you know, like, what was it? Was it determination? Was it strength? Was it courage? Was it optimism? Was it acceptance? And to be completely upfront and honest, my mom could be stubborn, very, very stubborn. And she admitted that freely. When we moved to Missouri, she said that she was in the right state because that's the show me state. And, and I feel like I need to include that here because otherwise I can just hear her saying this to me too. I don't want to sugarcoat it because she always said, call it as it is. And I think if, if I tried to sugarcoat that and deny the fact that she was stubborn, she'd probably haunt me. That was always her big threat. You know, if we, if we sugarcoated it, she was going to haunt us. So, so there we go. She was also stubborn, but I, so I can't really tease it apart. But what I know is that that moment has stayed with me. And when I face a challenge or a difficulty or a new opportunity, I think, okay, well, at least I know what I'm dealing with. And there's some peace in that and some strength. And I draw courage from it. I also think about her courage in that moment. And I draw inspiration from that. Now, as I've reflected on this experience, it strikes me that the lessons that stick with us the most are not necessarily the lessons that we are taught, but rather the lessons that we observe or experience. It's why role modeling is so important. I once read a book by Tony Dungy called Uncommon. And in it, he said that everyone is a role model. It's just that not everyone is a good role model. And it makes me ponder, how am I showing up as a role model? So here's a simple example, and it's kind of fun. But about 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, something like that, my niece Nikki and her family came out for a visit. We lived in Vail at the time, and we decided to go whitewater rafting. And it was an absolute blast. I highly recommend it. Our guide's name for this particular trip, his name was also Rick. And he had gotten to know us a little bit. And my two great nieces, Izzy and Bailey, they were having great fun every time we got hit with a new splash of water. 
And Bailey was was small at the time, but she was, oh my gosh, it was just pure delight. It was awesome. So we were approaching something called Last Chance Falls, which I later learned, too late, I later learned that this meant that it was the last time on the trip where you can get this giant wave of water hitting you in the face. So as we approached this, our guide Rick said to me, well, Aunt Bobby, your great nieces are watching. Why don't you sit up front and be the hood ornament while we go over Last Chance Falls? Now, secretly, I thought, what? You want me to do what? And then I thought, buddy, I don't think I'm giving you a tip for this one. <laughs> but, but my great nieces seemed very keen on this idea. So I sat on the edge of the raft like a hood ornament and I got absolutely drenched. I mean, drenched. It was a wall of water. I couldn't see anything. All I could hear during this time were the absolute squeals of delight coming from Nikki, Izzy, and Bailey. I don't know if they remember that, but I do. But even though this is a simple and a fun example, in that moment, I wanted, I was conscious of what, what did I want to role model for my niece and my great nieces? I, I wanted to role model choosing adventure, not fear. Because again, what do others learn from my behavior? I think that we have many opportunities in our everyday lives to choose what sort of role model will I be? And we choose it by living how we live and choosing how we live. Many years ago, I don't know who sang this song, but there was a country music song about a dad who was basically, he was horrified at the behavior of his son. And when he asked his son, who did you learn this from? The son replied, well, you, daddy. What are the roles that are important to you in your life? What are the lessons and the values that you would want to instill in those around you? How do you, or how could you, live those lessons and values in such a way that you never had to speak them because your actions would speak for you? One of my favorite quotes is by Emerson when he said that what you do speaks so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. With that in mind, I have two questions. What is the legacy that you're creating with the mere actions of how you live your life. And the second question is this, is that the legacy that you wish to leave? That wraps up this episode. I hope that you took some meaning out of it and some value out of it. As always, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, supporting us. And just a quick favor, if you've ever gotten any value out of the podcast, if you would consider leaving us a positive review on Apple, that would greatly help us. What it does is it helps other people find us more organically. And our mission, of course, is to spread the message to as many people as we can. That's part of, hopefully, my legacy. So I appreciate that if you could take the time to do it. And as you're pondering those, those questions around your legacy, if there's anything I can do to support you in your journey with that, please drop me a note at bobby at unyielded.net because I'd love to support you. Until next week, have a great one and be well. Be well.